Well, hello, welcome to Passive Wealth for High Tech Minds podcast. There are lots and lots of IT professionals who work in the industry. These IT jobs are so exhausting mentally, there isn't much time left for such folks to make clever decisions about their investments. Most are unable to put their money in the right asset classes. This is Prashant Kumar from IDLT Gains. I have worked in corporate America in IT and in business organizations for 25 years. My goal is to educate IT professionals like you about the benefits of passive investing. I will be passing my knowledge and will bring guests who have done very well in their careers and can explain the process and advantages of passive investing. So, let's begin. Hello, hello. This is Prashant Kumar from My Realty Gains. I'm here today with a distinguished guest, Arn Senedella. And Arn, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, Prashant, happy to be here and thank you for the opportunity to speak with your listeners. Very welcome. Very welcome. I want to introduce you formally, you know, with 35 years of real estate brokerage and investment experience in Silicon Valley, you have built single family rental portfolio in um, San Francisco Bay Area and in other parts of US also, right? You have, you have, you are relocated, you relocated to Greenville, South Carolina in 2014. In 2020, you formed Spark Investment and transitioned your portfolio to multifamily properties. Spark helps busy professionals and parents to invest passively to create income and time freedom. So having said all this, uh, I know, and we were talking earlier, um, I mean, you know how technology folks are consumed in their jobs. The purpose of this podcast is to kind of educate all these techie people. I mean, they are working very, very hard. I mean, I have worked like 30, for 25 years and, and it's a very consuming job, not just physically, it is mentally consuming. Jo- Those are mentally consuming jobs and folks come back home and they don't have time to think how their money can continue to grow while they are working at their jobs in, 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 in front of computer 24 by 7. And you said that, you know, you have huge technology background. Your wife has worked in Intel. Um, I would like to hear from you. uh, What's the message that you you want to give it to you, the the list to these listeners, you know, who are working, but don't have stamina left to, um, you know, they don't have financial acumen, how to grow their money. Sure. So I would like to have your experience, you know, your knowledge. For my listeners, sure, thank you. So uh, it's a great question, and yes, I spent most of my life in Silicon Valley. Um, and as Prashant mentions, my wife worked for Intel, Intuit, and Visa, and so I can personally testify to how tired she was when she came home after a hard day working. So I totally understand the demands on the time of tech professionals, whether in Silicon Valley or in India or China. Uh, it's a strenuous job, well compensated. Uh, but yes, you have family, friends, community, church in addition to work. And you only have so much bandwidth. You only have so much energy to give. And so... How do you invest? How do you invest safely and securely? 
and and from my experience in Silicon Valley, almost every tech worker I know is heavily invested in the stock market. So one of the benefits I think is diversification. Take a certain percentage of your nest egg and invest it in hard, tangible assets that create cash flow and some tax benefits. So I think passive investing in multifamily properties is a great way for tech professionals to, one, diversify their portfolio, uh, create some tax benefits, but more importantly, allow real estate professional, property operators, managers run these businesses, and they're basically multi-million dollar businesses, let them run these properties to their peak efficiency to provide you the highest returns with still a fair degree of security. And as we've seen recently, the stock market can be a little volatile. So I think some real estate investment should be a part of everyone's portfolio. So when you see real estate investments part of somebody's portfolio, and I like diversification, I just want to reassure does it mean that you are suggesting the listeners to go buy real estate themselves and manage it themselves? Uh, yeah. what, is, what is that you are suggesting? Yeah, so uh, I believe in specialization of labor. Uh, I have a master's degree in PCAM from University of Michigan. I got it and I went into the real estate business at the age of 22. And that's what I've been doing for actually now over 40 years. So Real estate, like any other profession, takes knowledge, skill, experience, and expertise. So many people have that expertise, but if you're one who hasn't invested in real estate and developed that experience and expertise, in my mind, it's better to let real estate professionals manage the properties and your money. So for example, um, I would say about half my net worth in the stock market and the other half in real estate. And that's a decent diversification for me. I have a financial planner that handles the stock portfolio. I don't know anything about stocks. I trust him implicitly. So I let him handle that side of my portfolio because that's what he's an expert in. I'm a real estate expert. And so I see great value in working with experts in a variety of areas to best manage your money. So, so you are really saying that, you know, folks like uh, us, I mean, I, I was a tech professional also on, by the way, and I worked myself, you know, uh, on the on the ladder in the organization, but still the work was work. You know, it was very time consuming. What you are saying is, I should start trusting those who do real estate business and and sort of invest with them and let them do the job correctly because they know what they are doing. And in the end, they are, I mean, whatever they are doing, your investment is secured by real estate, and you are getting returns. And considerable part of the returns, yes, those professionals do make some money out of it, but the returns that you are getting and the time freedom that you would get are way more worth more than uh, potentially you doing it by yourself and, and potentially making mistakes also. Yes, I mean, I could go to Google, I could go to YouTube and try to learn something about medicine, but 
that's why I have a general practitioner. That's why I have medical specialists. And so I trust them to make recommendations to me for my medical and health care. So real estate's really no different. Uh, so yes, I totally agree. And I think you hit on a, a, a appropriate point, important point is there has to be an element of trust. So you need to develop a relationship with people in the real estate industry uh, and make some kind of assessment about certainly their ability and knowledge, but also their character and integrity. So I'd say the personal connection is uh, uh, very important. The other point would be, yes, as general partners, as syndicators, uh, we are compensated for our efforts. But if you look at how and when the general partners are compensated, you will see most of their compensation comes at the back end of the deal only if they perform, only if they provide you your projected returns, then yes, they get some compensation. If they do not perform, that really adversely impacts their compensation where your returns are taken care of first. So it's fair compensation and it's only paid if we earn it by doing a good deal and providing good returns to our investors. So, so you mean you hit a very good point. I mean, for the listeners, for, you know, the, the folks who are listening is basically their returns are paid out first before, uh, before the uh, sponsor get, gets paid and sponsors returns really, really depend on, uh, how the property is performing. In normal scenario, investors' returns will get paid unless the sky is falling apart, anything could happen in the world. But in a normal scenario, investors' returns do get paid irrespective um, of whether a sponsor gets paid or not. Um, and um, so, that, 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 so that kind of gives a, gives a mental satisfaction that from my money, somebody else is not making money. I am making money first yes. from my money. Then somebody else may make money if they do better job. Is that a fair statement? Uh, absolutely. Exactly. Perfectly said. Nail on the head. Awesome. Awesome. So, Arn, tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you are in real estate. You are doing some good stuff. You know, you've been doing it. You've been a broker. I mean, uh, you have this company, you know, Spark Investments. What are the good things that you guys are doing? Well, um, well, thank you. So, uh, yes, yeah, so uh, I've spent my entire career in real estate, most of that time in single family brokerage and investing. And uh, within the last couple of years, as you mentioned earlier, I've transitioned pretty much my entire single family portfolio into multifamily located in Greenville, South Carolina. So my primary markets are South Carolina and North Carolina, more specifically Greenville, South Carolina, which is booming, and then an area called the Triad in North Carolina, which is Winston-Salem, Greensboro, which is about an hour from Raleigh-Durham, which I'm sure most tech professionals understand is kind of a world-class concentration of very smart engineers and software designers. So the Carolina markets are strong, population's growing, 
uh, businesses are coming here. And so my focus is primarily on the Carolinas and um, constantly looking for opportunities to acquire good assets, run them properly, and uh, provide good returns for the investors. And you make a good point about the future is somewhat unknown. Things can happen. Things can happen that are outside our control, which, of course, will impact investor returns. But as we see today with the stock market and rising interest rates, rising interest rates are killing the stock market right now and and so forth. And so the approach my partner and I take is be smart about the assets we buy, know the market that we're buying in, because the local market knowledge is really critical. And then at that point, We have to operate that business, that asset, that apartment building in a professional manner. And if we've done that, we've met our fiduciary duty to our clients. And um, we can discuss, of course, the thesis behind multifamily in terms of it's a tangible asset. It's an inflation hedge. We know there's a housing shortage in this country and there's no easy solution to it. And we understand that's particularly acute at an affordable price range. And apartments are the most affordable housing available in the U.S. Um, and our society's changing. It's a more mobile, more global society. And so I think the lifestyle of renting as opposed to owning appeals to many people. So there are a lot of fundamental demographic and economic factors that indicate multifamily is an excellent place to be. Very good to know. I mean, that was uh, the next question that how you are helping investors and what are the asset classes and you kind of said, you know, what what is the asset, asset class where you are working in and what are the benefits of why are you doing it? What Number one, what is the asset class, multifamily, why you are doing it? You know, there's a shortage of housing in the country and, you know, you know, the market very well where you live, you know, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina market, you know, um, you know, Research Triangle Park, um, Raleigh, Durham and all that. Uh, and these these are good places where you guys are investing. And uh, to all the listeners, again, uh, you know, we have Arn Senadella with us right now. Um, he, he has been a broker for last 35 years and he has seen all about IT because his better part of his life is, you know, his spouse is has worked in IT in Silicon Valley and he's sharing his knowledge. I mean, why should we invest in passively? I mean, the point is, why should we invest passively and where should we invest in? And that's what Arn kind of told us. So Arn, what are your best experiences in, in multifamily investing? I mean, if you have any, you know, just share something with, with, with the listeners. Yes. Yeah, so, so had, we've had quite a bit of success with, with our multifamily investing. And some of it is due to our own action. Some of it's due to the fact it's been a great market for multifamily and rents have been increasing dramatically in this country in many markets. So um, we acquired an asset last year. Um, average rent in the, 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 the building was $585. 
here we are a year later and our average rent is now up to 750 and our and our last rented unit is 885 so wow. we've gone from 585 to 885 so we are basically at about our third or fourth year rent projections um so we're really knocking it out of the park and i think the other thing that i take great pleasure in is um Tenants are our customers. And as investors, we have a duty to kind of do right by them. And so we love to fix properties up, upgrade the units, provide safe, comfortable, attractive housing, while at the same time providing good returns to our investors. Um, our crews will be out at the property and the tenants will come up and they'll go, thank you so much for doing this, doing this, improving the landscaping, planning the exterior, painting the exterior. Um, so we like to get that positive feedback. And of course, tenants don't mind paying an increased rent if they feel they're getting something for their dollar, right? And so it creates a good vibe. And if it's a great place to live, tenants will stay. And as you know, turnover is one of the bigger costs for, for multifamily owners. So if you can reduce turnover and still increase rents, it's kind of a win-win. So uh, that project is called Carolina Commons. We've rebranded it Cottages at Staunton Bridge. And it's been doing fabulous and we feel good about what we've been doing. Awesome. Awesome. Very good, um, Arn. I mean, good to know your background, uh, the knowledge that you are sharing with the, with the listeners. Tell me, tell me anything, um, you know, any worst experience you have had. I know good things are always there, but sometimes, you know, bad things could happen. Just, I mean, not that I want to scare the listeners, but share some bad experiences if you have had any in yeah, past. Not, yeah, well, sure. So, um, you know, we should all be old enough to understand sometimes in life stuff happens, right? Yeah. And, and if you buy 10 different stocks, if eight of them do well, uh, that's great, right? That's a pretty good batting average. So um, I was part of a deal uh, in, uh, in Georgia where it was quite a heavy value add lift. We purchased it during COVID. And frankly, we got a little slow out of the gate in terms of being able to, uh, eliminate the non-paying tenants and getting the building, uh, uh, renovated and up to snuff. So we may be about a year behind schedule on that, but at the end of the day, we bought those units at a price point where the investors are still going to make a very nice return. It's just year one or two, the cash flow hasn't quite been what we want, but overall, it's a great deal. We bought the units at 42K a door. Wow. And as you know, <laughs> can you find anything at 100K a door in America anymore? Pretty darn hard. So it's all going to work out. But we've had a few stumbles and, and we acknowledge it and we just try to keep moving and, and we're confident it's all going to go well. So, so what you are really saying, Arn, is yes, these things could happen. You know, sky may fall apart. 
Kai may seem to be falling apart at some point, but as long as you know we are working with a strong um, sponsor, um, you know the guy who knows what who know what they are doing. Yeah, yes, we may not get some cash flow during the year, but that really doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, how much you have made on an average, right? I mean, one or two, one or two years, maybe investors didn't get paid. But that could happen anywhere. I mean, if you're in a stock market, you know, a stock may not move upwards for two years. You know, you may not have an opportunity to sell as long as your money is working towards a future, you know, and, and that's what you said, you know, buying 42K a door. I mean, I, I've never heard of, I mean, I don't hear anything <laughs> like that. I mean, I bought things below 42 before, but not anymore. I mean, yeah. I would, you know, below 100K, nothing, nothing is possible in the United States anymore. Exactly. And so what I would say is uh, I got into the real estate business 1978. Oh my God. So uh, I've been through a few cycles. I've mm-hmm. been through times on uh, my first house I bought, I paid 11 and three quarters percent mortgage. Wow. So I'm not going to lose my mind if rates go from three to 4%. I've been there, done that. I invested through Black Monday in the stock market in late uh, 97. Uh, many people may not know in the early 1990s, one third of Every savings and loan, which is basically like a bank in America, went out of business and interest rates went up to about 16, invested through the dot-com boom, Mm -hmm. the dot-com bust, uh, through the Great Recession. And what I would say is if you take a long-term perspective with real estate, and you go into a deal with proper leverage, don't over leverage. And if you have ample cash reserves, you can ride out any storm. And typically what I've seen over my career with real estate is you'll have five or six boom years. Then you might hit a little turbulence and you might have one or two kind of mediocre to slight down years. And then you might have another year where things are flat. And as all the flat is doing is setting the floor for the next jump, right? So like five, six years up, one or two years that are a little problematic, and then another boom. And so as long as you have capital and you're not over leveraged, you simply ride out those times. Um, The only way people ever get hurt with real estate investing is if they get over leveraged and don't have ample cash reserves, because they then could find themselves in a situation where they need to sell in a down market. But if you have cash reserves, you just ride it out. Um, so I would say that's a big lesson. Cash reserves, proper use of leverage. And, you, and of course, as you mentioned, the sponsor team, and the property management are key to navigating these times, both when it's strong or a little bit weak. Well, on these are golden nuggets, you know, <laughs> Thank for, you. these are the golden nuggets for even the single family investors also. I mean, what you have shared is, is your 35 years of experience, which People like me, you know, who have been in real estate for five years only, I've been, although I've been around the block for 25 years, working with a lot of corporate jobs, 
uh, you know, busting, busting ourselves. But people like us do not have that experience. So thank you so much uh, for sharing, uh, you know, enormous, uh, enormous, enormous beneficial advice, you know. Well, well my, my, my pleasure. And, uh, uh, you know, there is some advantages to being old like I am. And, uh, uh, you know, I've had a great career. I can say, the other thing I would say is real estate and real estate investing has created for me for many, many decades now, excellent work-life balance. So when my kids were little, I coached their little league teams, their soccer teams. I see the, the, the big thing I miss not being in California is snow skiing. So I know firsthand that real estate investing can produce a high quality of life where you get passive income, allowing you the time freedom to kind of really live the life you want. And I would say Silicon Valley is a fabulous place to live. I'm thankful I had the opportunity to grow up, grow up there and spend most of my life there. But one of the reasons we moved to Greenville, South Carolina is we wanted to get off that hamster wheel as you talk about that high tech, go, 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 60 hours a week, 365 days a year. And so we moved for a lifestyle change and the real estate investing allowed us to do that. And so uh, I would encourage your listeners to kind of look at it, work with professionals like you, and let you show them how their investments can kind of create the life they want. Because at the end of the day, the money and the returns is just a tool to really create the life you want, right? And uh, so I'm sold 100% on real estate, and that's why I like it, because I know it works, and I'd like to have other people benefit the same. This is this is awesome. Uh, I mean, I cannot imagine I'm talking to you today after so many years being in real estate. I mean, this is the real nuggets, guys. I mean, I've not heard somebody saying the things which today Arn is talking about, and I'm I'm literally swearing to God. Uh, people do share about you know returns and passive and tax depreciation and stuff, but lifestyle, you know, the freedom of time that you get out of real estate, the quality of life that you achieve out of it, real estate provides real estate is a tool that you can use to have a better quality of life. You know, it's so spiritually fulfilling to me. Uh, if I had time and I would go and uh, probably go and uh, you know coach my son's soccer team, so to say, uh, which I heard on you, you did it. I mean, had a good time in your life. Yes. Uh, So yeah, uh, it is possible. And uh, uh, the nice thing is obviously finances is important. Income is important. Uh, As my mom used to say to me, being rich doesn't make you happy. But it sure doesn't hurt, right? Meaning that, you know, creating that passive income opens those opportunities up to you to to pursue your passions, whether it's, 
you know, art or golf, I'm a golf fanatic, I love playing golf, whatever kind of is special and kind of feeds your soul, you need the time and, and the financial backing to be able to do that. Wow. Wow. I mean, Arne, this, this, was, this, this episode of mine was full of golden nuggets, pure golden nuggets. Oh, thank you. Uh, and I would, I would thank, I'm thanking you with, with the bottom of my heart for sharing all this information to my listeners. Hopefully people are getting something out of it, you know, because it is an important episode and uh, I will continue to share it with my folks uh, in, in the long run. Uh, are there any final things Arne, you want to tell our listeners? No, I don't, uh, I don't think so. I think, uh, Educate yourself about passive investing. Podcasts like this are instrumental. Um, so educate yourself. And then I think the other thing is, uh, if the concept appeals to you, um, give it a try. And you don't have to pull all your chips in on your first deal. What I would recommend is if you have a certain sum of money that you can invest, Put a little with this operator and give him or her a try. Maybe invest with another operator. So don't go all in on your first thing. Make a few smaller investments and just see how you like it. In my experience, you will quickly learn who are the operators that really produce the returns, who communicate with you good or bad news, because as we say, sometimes stuff happens. When stuff, negative stuff happens, I would rather know about it than not know about it. So educate yourself, find a few good people that you trust intuitively, make small investments with them and give it, give it six to 12 months, see how you like it. And then if it, if it's a good fit for you, you can do more as time goes on. So I'd say start slow, test the waters and give it a shot. Awesome. Awesome. How can, how can our listeners reach out to you? Uh, please share uh, your contact details on, please. Yes. So uh, my business is Spark Investment Group. Website is investwithspark, S-P-A-R-K.com. And I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, so you can always find me. And uh, happy to talk to you. Happy to educate you about the syndication business and or the Carolinas. And, um, you know, just happy to help in any way I can. Folks, Arne, thank you so much again for, for coming on to the show. To, to my listeners, folks, those who are listening, you have heard the golden nuggets. You, have, you know how to reach out to Arne. You, you know how to reach out to me. You know, I'm in similar business. I do not have, uh, you know, 35 years of experience, but I do know a little bit about real estate too. So feel free to reach out to me. Uh, feel free to, feel free to reach out to Arn and anything that needs can be done. Uh, I'm sure Arn can do it, teach you, uh, or bring you up to the speed. And so can I. Um, so thank you so much again. And, uh, you know, and for until the next show uh goodbye yeah thank you thank you so much for listening to our podcast as usual you can reach me via my website www.myrealtygains.com and via email prashant at myrealtygains.com i would love to hear from you 
and talk to you about specific needs you may have. Please schedule an appointment with me via my website again www.myrealtygains.com. Stay tuned for next podcast. This is Prashant Kumar signing off for today.